Hey, elevate, elevate. And we're back with the Elevate podcast. Again, I know you guys been waiting. I, I got to get it, you know, weekly or every other week or however I do it. But hey, I'm back. Got some good information in store for you guys um, and gals. Just stay tuned and listen to me. I got some things I got to get off my chest today. Um, I'll start by saying initially, I was going to go into this uh, greatest of all time basketball player, blah, blah, blah uh, conversation. But that conversation kind of annoys me a little bit. So I didn't want to go into it just because everyone has their own opinion and I'm kind of getting to the point where now it's like I don't even want to talk about it, period, because uh, when a lot of people, a lot of people think Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. All right, fine. When you put Michael Jordan next to LeBron, they always bring up the rings. So my point is, if the rings are all that matters, why isn't Bill Russell ever mentioned when it comes to greatest of all time? Okay. Oh, man. Michael Jordan was a killer scorer. Okay, then why isn't why isn't Kareem mentioned as the greatest of all time? Uh, this, that, and the third. Oh, uh, Michael Jordan transcended the game. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, then why isn't Steph Curry or Adam Iverson ever mentioned in the game? Heck, or even Dirk Nowinski. Uh, Dirk changed the game because he uh, made it. Okay, for big men to start shooting from the outside. So now look at it. Every almost every big man, with the exception of a few like DeAndre Jordan, uh, Clint Capella, um, Andre Drummond, um, and people like that that don't shoot from the outside. Oh, Steph, Steph Curry. Every gym you go into, you got little kids. They shoot threes first. There's no more mid range in in today's leagues or 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 young adults playing. It's always Lay up a three. That's Steph Curry. Oh, Allen Iverson with the shorts or with the braids, with the tattoos, showing up to press conferences with whatever you want to wear, Make it, making it fashionable to press conferences not wearing a suit. Allen Iverson. But again, there's so much to go around and so many other, so many venues you could you could go to to say, oh, who's the greatest of all time? Oh, winning rings, winning this, winning that, blah, 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 blah. Michael Jordan went to the championship six times and won six rings. Oh, LeBron is three and five, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, LeBron's three and six. But it's always, oh man, this, that, ah, 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 ah. But my question is when it comes to Michael Jordan being the greatest, if Michael Jordan was so great, then why did he only go six times? If he played 15 years, Yes, he's six for six, but that's nine times he didn't go. But again, I don't want to have that conversation because it, it just gets it gets crazy and and people get offended and oh, if you were in, if he was in this era, then X Y Z and LeBron's not the greatest because he lost so many times in the finals, blah 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 blah. And yeah, I don't want to go there, so I don't, I'm not going to go there. Okay, but we do got some free agency stuff that we want to dive into. Uh, a lot of people got that bag. Uh, that that's big for me because I like to see people happy. I like to see people actually getting what they're worth. A lot of times they don't get what they worth when it comes to NFL free agency because it's just I don't know why it's like that. 
But uh, it's crazy to me that these guys, um, and I'm not saying that other sports don't put their life on the line and and every every play or or every down or whatever but in I, I think we can all agree that in the NFL it's a little bit different these guys really do you know every down every day every practice put their livelihood on the line but their contracts are not fully guaranteed so it's it, it's it's pretty tricky you know for guys that don't really pay attention to what's going on uh, in the NFL, when they see the money, they see the big dollars. They don't really understand the gist of it. Uh, the guaranteed money is where you want to get to in the NFL because the guaranteed money is guaranteed. Um, with that being said, um, that guaranteed money usually is paid within the first two to three seasons. Um, so if you sign a six-year deal, those other three seasons aren't guaranteed. That money isn't guaranteed unless you play. Um, even the franchise tag. If you don't play on the franchise tag, you don't get paid. I.e. Le'Veon Bell, he gave up fourteen point five million last season for not playing on the franchise tag. He didn't want to play. Now, one of one of my guys, one of my favorite players, Earl Thomas, got paid. Um, again, I'm an avid Dallas Cowboys fan. I wanted Earl Thomas to come to Dallas and and be a part of something special because he's special, but. In the end, or or during during the whole free agency process of the first week, I kind of knew that Earl wasn't going to come to the Cowboys because of the simple fact that Earl um, is getting a little up there in age. He's been injured a few times, and he's trying to secure the bag. Um, the Cowboys they have a lot of people to play, a lot of people to pay. Uh, they got to pay D Law. They got to pay Dak Prescott. You're going eventually have to pay Ezekiel Elliott. You got to pay Mark Cooper. You got to pay Jalen Smith. So. They have people that have to pay. And over the last, I would say over the last maybe decade, maybe a little less than that, Jerry Jones has really, really done a better job of not splashing, making big free agent signings, splash uh, free agent signings. He's more building from within. They draft really well. Um, I can remember last season when they drafted, or last draft when they drafted Leighton Vanderesh, I was like, come on, man, come on, man, because I won it. What I thought I wanted, I wanted the, the Calvin Ridley or the DJ Moore. But Leighton Vanderesh is, is, is a starter. He's going to be pro bowler. Uh, you got you a 10-year starter right there, especially with Sean Lee always injured. Um, but, hey, it's neither here nor there. Um, another person that got paid, it wasn't, it wasn't via free agency, but it was uh, Antonio Brown got paid. He got traded to the Raiders, and he got paid. Landon Collins, hey, him and Earl Thomas share the same agent, so their agent doing his due diligence. Um, Landon Collins, pay, pay, pay. So a lot of people getting paid. Um, I know a lot of you guys uh, look out for the Texans. Um, they lost safeties. safeties they, still, they lost a safety in Tyron Matthew. They lost a safety slash corner in uh, Kareem Jackson. Um, going back and forth with Nate about what the Texans are doing, what the Cowboys are doing, really frustrating. Uh, I could, I know that from my perspective with the Cowboys, as much as I want them to do X, Y, Z, I understand what Jerry's trying to do. Um, I know that you're never just one player away from winning the Super Bowl. 
no matter how guys try to twist it and turn it, that's never the case. Um, it's always more than that. And that actually is a segue to uh, my next topic, which is the Cleveland Browns. Everybody, everybody, listen closely. Get off the gas. Get off the gas. My favorite defensive player is Earl Thomas. My favorite offensive player, I actually have two, Ezekiel Elliott, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Browns does not make them a Super Bowl contender. Please stop it. Please stop it. Get on the brake. Press the emergency brake. That, that he doesn't make them Super Bowl contender. I'm sorry. Reason being, I don't think a receiver makes a team a Super Bowl contender. And just like I just said, you're never one player away. Antonio Brown, since he's over the last four seasons, has been the most electrifying receiver in the game. He doesn't have any rings, the Pittsburgh Steelers. With Le'Veon Bell and Big Ben and all those guys, they don't have any rings together with, with A.B. and all of them. And A.B.'s damn, damn good. But it, it doesn't matter. You're never one player away. And it's, it's I don't know if it's easy to defend what the, the Browns will put out there. But I will say this. You don't win Super Bowls on paper. I don't know if you guys remember a few years back when the Eagles... Man, the Eagles got Vince Young, and they had uh, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun McCoy, everybody. They called themselves the Dream Team. No, you're getting none. I'm sorry. But even still, with Odell Beckham uh, Jr. going to the Browns, everybody got some excitement. That's good for a Cleveland Cleveland Browns fan base. But if you were a fan base that's used to winning, you're like, ah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The Patriots and Tom Brady win Super Bowls with... Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Edelman, uh, a piece of bubble gum, a Snickers, and a, a Fruit Loop roll. So they don't always get the splashy signings either, but they some kind of way they get it done. So just going off of paper doesn't get you a Super Bowl. Um, they will come out with uh, Juice Landry, Odell Beckham. They got uh, David Njuku as tight end. Baker Mayfield. Come back to Baker Mayfield in a second. Um, you got your running back, and then you got uh, Kareem Hunt. So, looks good, sound good, but then here's the kicker. Everybody can agree that at this stage in their careers that Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. True story. Cool. But at the same time, there's tape, there's film on Baker Mayfield now. So all the exciting things that Baker Mayfield did, his rookie season, oh, they, they won seven games and they went from winning zero to winning seven and blah, 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 blah. There's film now that changes the game. It changes the game. There's film on Baker Mayfield. Sorry, guys, rude awakening. There's film. Now, do I expect the Browns to be a playoff team? Absolutely. Do I expect them to be in contention for the division? Absolutely. But do I expect them to come out of the AFC with the Patriots still being the Patriots, the Texans being the Texans, the Chargers being the Chargers, 
The Chiefs being the Chiefs. Absolutely not. With Andrew Luck still being the quarterback of the Colts? Absolutely not. Now, getting to the playoffs again. Getting to the playoffs for some organizations, hey, that's great. Builds a building excitement for some organizations, hey, that's great. But for some that's used to winning, that's not enough. But for the Browns, okay, the excitement, all of that, all right, cool. But for everyone who's thinking that the Browns are, I think they they won the favorites to go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Come on, man, stop it. Games aren't won on paper. So when you guys get between those white lines and those helmets start flying and, and spits start dropping people's mouth and they start running you over and, and blood start coming, come on, man, you don't win like that. Now, if I was a, a, a defense, I would simply just put my best corner shading Jarvis Landry unless he gets in the slot, I go to the nickel. And then put my second best corner on Odell's side, give him some help. You see how that works? That's just, that's just what I think. But then again, Baker Mayfield got to make got to make things happen. But like I said, there's film. Nick Chubb, hell of a running back. Hell of a running back. When Kareem Hunt come back after the eight-game suspension, they got a one-two combo. Boom. But again, other teams have had that. That doesn't mean you're going to win. The the New Orleans Saints have had a one-two combo for the last two seasons that's been crazy, crazy productive. No no Super Bowl. Sorry. Now, I'm sorry to the Saints fans. This past season, these past playoffs, you guys were robbed. Now, hey, I'll say it, you guys were robbed. But even still, with Kamara and Mark Ingram, you still have a Super Bowl. So, Yes, they'll have Nick Chubb and they'll have Kareem Hunt, but that doesn't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. They've had there, there's been other dynamic duos with wide receivers that don't win. But again, Baker, I know you all you, you got swag, man. You be dancing, uh, 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 so all that. But if there's film on you now, buddy, so it's gonna be a different ball game. You have to up your game a little bit. Now let's get to this. March Madness. Uh, I feel as like as though everybody should get off work on that Thursday and Friday of the, of the when the tournament pops off. That first Thursday and Friday should be a national holiday. It should be called March Madness. You should have off on Thursday and Friday, so you can sit at home or get with your buddies, drink your drink, uh, eat your chips with your dip, and watch the games. Everybody should everybody should celebrate it. Because there's so much riding on it, and there's so many brackets, and everybody's involved. Um, even people who don't really watch it, they can just go and get a bracket and, and take all the favorites. Who cares? They're, they're participating. They get a chance to win, uh, what, a million dollars just by putting a bracket together. Now, uh, I'll get to my bracket a, a little bit. Um, now, I never expect to win this because it's so much crazy stuff that can happen. And and basketball isn't like football, where a lot of times you can put Alabama against the field. Ninety five percent of the time, Alabama's going to win because they're bigger, better, stronger, what have you. Um, in basketball, one team can be making shots, one team can be missing shots. Oh, a player can get injured; it's, it changes the whole game. Uh, a player, the tenth man on the bench, can get in with different energy and change the whole game. Um, it's a make or miss league. You always hear it's a make or miss league. So, 
Um, let me start off in the well. Before I go there, I I don't agree that the ACC should have three teams as number one seeds. Come on, man. I I don't, I don't think so. Uh, you got you got Duke, Virginia, North Carolina. Come on, man. I know that the ACC is the money league in basketball, what have you. But come on, man. That don't don't do that, man. There's other teams that are deserving, uh, such as the. One of the teams of the SEC, at least, should be deserving of a number one seed. But, again, it is what it is. They already put it together. So, let's start off in the East region. Uh, the 116 is going to be, uh, it doesn't matter who Duke's going to play. Duke's going to win. Okay? And my 8-9 matchup, it's uh, UCF and VCU. I'm going to take UCF in that one. Um, they got the big man down there, kind of a little advantage. Uh, they're battle tested. They play U of H tough when they play. So I'll take that. Um, going down to the, the five twelve game in the East region, I got Liberty beat Mississippi state. And then I got Virginia tech beating St. Louis moving to the six eleven. uh, Maryland going to play the winner of, uh, Belmont and temple. I got Maryland winning that. Um, I do. I got Maryland winning that one. And then uh, LSU and Yale. Now, here's where things get tricky because LSU was one of my my dark horses uh, coming out when their coach was actually coaching. Uh, Tough-nosed guys, uh, great guard play. And I think that in order to win a uh, big game, you got to have great guard play. They have that. But... Tricky situation. The coach has been suspended indefinitely for being for being on tape talking about uh, an offer to a player, uh, securing the bag with a player, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I got Yale beating LSU in the first round. Uh, moving to the 17, you got Louisville, Minnesota. I got Louisville. And then the 15 and 2 is Michigan State and Bradley. I take Michigan State. Um, so in the round of 32, you have Duke against UCF. Take Duke. Uh, Zion's too much. Um, those freshmen get it done. Liberty of Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech takes that. Um, so then I come back with Maryland and Yale. I'll take Maryland. Michigan State, Louisville. Let me get Michigan State. Tom Izzo gets it done with his guys. Uh, they get it done. The veterans, they get it done. So then moving to the Sweet 16 with, with this, with the East region, you got Duke of Virginia Tech and you got Maryland and Michigan State. I got Duke. Um, beating Virginia Tech like it just did uh, not too long ago. And then I got Michigan State beating Maryland. And then, of course, in the... <coughs> I'm sorry. So I got that, bam, right? And then moving to the West region, oh, I got Duke moving on to the Final Four in that one. Duke beat Michigan State goes to the Final Four. In the West region, I got Gonzaga... With whoever, uh, it don't matter who they play, PV or whoever, it doesn't matter. Gonzaga gets that. Syracuse and Baylor, 8-9. Let me get Baylor. Um, Marquette against Murray State. Oh, man, that's going to be good, man. You got, oh, man, John Moran, you got Howard. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. But I'm taking Marquette in that one. Uh, Florida State, Vermont. Let me get Florida State. Uh, Buffalo. 
against the winner of Arizona State and St. John's. Let me get Buffalo. They're playing well. They're playing really good. Uh, that's another dark horse team. Guys aren't really paying attention too much to Buffalo, but they get the win. Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky, 3-14. Let me get Texas Tech. You got Nevada and Florida. It's going to be a great game because Nevada started off high and they kind of simmered down. But I'll take in Florida. You know, Florida playing SEC with Kentucky and all them. But I'm taking Nevada there. Michigan against Montana. Let me get uh, Michigan. So in the round of 32, I got Gonzaga beating Baylor. And then I got Florida State beating Marquette. Buffalo, Texas Tech in the 3-6. Let me get Texas Tech. Upset alert, upset alert. I got Nevada beating Michigan in the 7-2. In the Sweet 16, I got... I did that already. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. So then in the Sweet 16, I got Nevada beating Texas Tech. Upset, upset, upset. Then I got Gonzaga beating Florida State. In the Elite Eight, I got Gonzaga advancing to the Final Four. So, so far, I got Gonzaga and Duke in the Final Four. Going to the South region, uh, Virginia. Oh, man. Virginia's a one again. You can't lose to a 16 two years in a row, man. You might be banned from the tournament. Uh, Virginia, Gardner-Webb, Virginia. 8-9, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Let me get Ole Miss. Wisconsin, Oregon, 5-12. Wisconsin, Kansas State, UC Irvine, Kansas State. Battle-tested. They won the Big 12. You see Irvine? Come on, man. Stop it. Villanova and St. Mary, 6-11. This is going to be a better game than people think. Um, it's going to be really good. St. Mary just beat Gonzaga last week. But, again, it's a tournament game. It's three games in three days, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, it is what it is. I got Villanova moving on, though. H-Town stand up. Purdue. Carson Edwards playing Old Dominion. I got Purdue. 7-10 matchup, Cincinnati and Ohio, uh, Iowa, I'm sorry. Let me get Cincinnati in that one. Tennessee, woo-wee. The Rough Riders, like Stephen A. Smith like to say, the Rough Riders. Tennessee and Colgate, let me get Tennessee. Moving to the round of 32, I got Virginia beating Ole Miss. I got Wisconsin. I guess it's not really up since a 5 and a 4. I got Wisconsin beating Kansas State. Villanova and Purdue, I take Purdue. Cincinnati and Tennessee, Tennessee, like whiskey. In the Sweet 16, Virginia, Wisconsin. I got Virginia advancing on to the Elite Eights. Purdue and Tennessee in the close game. I said two-point game. I got Tennessee advancing to the Elite Eight to play Virginia. And then I have Tennessee going to the Final Four. So, so far, I got Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee in three of the four. And last but certainly not least, in the Midwest, the 116 is North Carolina and Iona, North Carolina. In the 89, you got Utah State and Washington. I'll take Utah State. The Pac-12 is down this year. Utah State should get it done. In the 512, upset, upset. New Mexico State beats Auburn. Young kid from Fort Bend Marshall gets it done. Pay attention. Okay. Kansas and Northwestern. Kansas is really down this year. Uh, their best big has been gone for a while. The next, the, the next best player from last year's team, gone. But, hey, Kansas gets it done against Northeastern. Iowa State and Ohio State. That's a tip of the tongue twister right there. Um, Iowa State's good, man. They got those big guards. They, they shoot the ball well, well coached. 
They're always around. I got Iowa State beating Ohio State in the 6-11 matchup. Houston stand up. Houston beats Georgia State in the 3-14 and 14 matchup. Wofford, Seton Hall. Let me get Wofford. I actually, ooh, wee. Yeah, let me get Wofford. Yeah, yeah, let's get Wofford. And then I got Kentucky and Abilene Christian. Kentucky takes that. Okay. And around the 32, North Carolina beats Utah State. Kansas beat New Mexico State. I got U of H beating Iowa State. And I got Kentucky beating Wofford. Bow. Sweet 16. Let's go. North Carolina beats Kansas. Kentucky beats Houston. Ah. Hey, you made it to the Sweet 16. And then in the Elite Eight, North Carolina beats Kentucky by eight. So my final four is North Carolina, Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee. Right? So Duke faces Gonzaga for the rematch in the first final four. In the final four, Gonzaga faces Duke. I got Gonzaga. I also have Tennessee beating North Carolina in the the final four. So all those three ACC teams are now eliminated. So for the final four championship... I have Gonzaga beating Tennessee 68-62. That's how I got it. Now, you guys can... This is one thing I do not bet on. I may bet on the game, but I would not bet on a bracket succeeding because I know after the first day or at least the first weekend, almost everybody's bracket's busted. And that's too much for my heart. I can't take it. So, with that being said, I don't bet on the, I don't bet on the tournament. I might bet on the game or something, but I'm not betting on the tournament because... I have a heart attack. Um, now, before I wrap this up, um, I do want to say that ESPN makes they they do some 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 stuff, man. And I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think that every former NBA player, whether he's a Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer, should be able to talk on TV as an analyst because Paul Pierce is terrible. He is like such. A big hater, man. Like, I've never seen somebody hate so much as Paul Pierce. I think the problem with Paul Pierce is, is that he's still stuck in that player mindset. Like, oh, I can't like X, Y, Z. Dude, that's not your job no more. You don't hoop no more. You're an analyst. I feel like you should give fair analysis of what you're talking about. Stop hating, bro. You're you're a hater. Chauncey Billups, you're not a hater. You're doing a good job, man. Chauncey Billups is not a hater. T-Mac. Does a great job. Kmart comes on Fox Sports 1, does his thing. Jimmy Jackson, do your thing. Reggie Miller's a terrible announcer. Gosh, but he's not hating on nobody. Chris Werber, huh? But as far as the analyst, Paul Pierce has to be the worst. Jalen Rose says some things, but gosh, Paul Pierce is terrible. Just terrible. So if you guys ever watch NBA The Jump, don't watch it when Paul Pierce is on there. Because he is horrible. And it's just like he just hates for no reason. And I don't know. And I just don't get it. And on the next episode, we're going to get into the NBA playoffs and see if anybody can unseat those monsters from Golden State. And I know everybody's going to be getting all anal and say, why did you call Golden State the monsters? The monsters lost to Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Guys, the Warriors lose a game here and there. 
but they're not going to lose a series. The Monstars lost a game. So let's see if anybody can unseat those Monstars. You guys take care. I'm out.